the Spanish announce table. God, this feels like home. We haven't been here in a while. I'm Tim. That's Tom over there. This is the Spanish announce table, or as I think it's best uh, described in one of my best YouTube comments that I've seen in a while uh, that we got recently was, this is an irreverent and frankly annoying boomer platform that 12 of you are pretending to care about. So we'd like to thank those dozen of you now uh, for that. So uh, yeah. yeah, how's it going, Tom? Yeah, who's called a reverent? Who's, yeah. <laughs> you, no one can even spell that word. What are we doing? He said uh, it was time to grow words. up and step away from the microphone, yet he had 69 in his handle name on his YouTube name. And I was like, okay, brother. Like, yeah. At the time, too, I was like, hey, listen, guy, it's 2 a.m., and I'm partying in the clubs of Mykonos right now, so fuck whatever you thought was cool, right? Like, So I was just like, all right, fine. This is kind of fun. <laughs> oh, like, this was we recent? We got a comment. This... Yeah, this was, we yeah. got a comment. This is a couple weeks oh. ago. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Shows that I fucking pay attention. Yeah, fuck um, Tim. You are back in the country. You want to tell people what you were up to on our little hiatus? Yeah, went on a 20-year wedding anniversary. Somebody is married and stayed married to me for 20 years. And so we celebrated that, and we went to Greece. Um, we went to Athens, Mykonos, Santorini, Rhodes, a couple of you know, the islands around there, Bodrum, Turkey. Um, had a little fun trip of it. It was amazing. We had yeah. a blast. Then I caught COVID when I got home. Well, so, so for about on. a week, I've been passed out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So were you uh, on a cruise? How did mm-hmm. you get to all these places? Yes. Um, yes and no. So like the first four days, we uh, it was just Athens, Greece. Like we flew over there, uh, did some of the sights and sounds there because there's a plenty, right? You could stay there for weeks and never see everything, right? Um, and then we boarded a cruise ship and hit some of the other islands that stopped back in Athens and we flew home. Virgin Voyages. Oh, okay. Can't, can't speak highly of it. It was awesome. It was great. It was about virgins. Fun. Yeah, virgin. Yes, virgin voyages. So right, you know, they were like, "Well, you're clearly a virgin. So you get on the boat." Um, yeah, no. So they're, they're an adults on, on the cruise hold line. On, hold on, yeah. hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm getting confused. What's Virgin? It's the brand name. It's the it's the company. It's the Virgin Voyages. Right. It's the oh, okay. I didn't yes. hear the voyages part. I thought yes. you just kept saying, "Hey, credits to the virgins," and I'm like, no. "Why are you?" Talking? Okay, gotcha. Okay, yes. now I'm yes. okay. right. Gotcha. So yeah, um, super awesome because they're an adults only, right? So there's no kids on the cruise, right? Which is Fuck you know yeah. we're, we're there for a 20 year wedding anniversary and some shit, right? Like we didn't want to well, do any of that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. who would ever want to be by kids? Right. Yeah. And so Good also with that though, like the shows were were more adult themed, right? They had like uh, you know innuendo abound around the place, right? So it was more fun, right? Like mm-hmm. we had to keep convincing my son that we were not going on a swinger cruise, right? I was like, look, I was like, look, I mean, maybe you don't want to hear something about your parents right now, but like, I was like, I promise you, Virgin is not what you're saying it is. But it was, I would say, you know what I mean? They were like, hey, we're all fucking adults here, right? And so like. Show might be hosted by a drag queen. They didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, no apologies necessary kind of a thing, right? So the show was it was cool like that. Um, and I liked it. It was nice. You, like, you, you hop around. Uh, they're your hotel. They're your, they're your travel, right? You just, by day, you go out and walk around port, whatever fucking city you're in, buy some stuff, do some tourist stuff, you know? And then uh, hop back on the boat while they fucking take you over to the next spot. I could never do a, a cruise. I could never do a cruise. Yeah. So credit I to you. I thought the same I, thing. I thought yeah. the same thing. But then when I like started reading, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, so basically while we're sleeping, 
they're driving the boat, right? And then all oh, day yeah, long, no, I'm running around on, on thing. I was like, this sounds fine. I was like, I'm gonna yeah, roll. No, that's that. not the that's not the thing that I I would I would either be in two different modes where I'm gonna have the time of my life. Whoops, I missed the boat, or I'm going to make sure I don't miss the boat. So I'm not really having that great of a time because I'm not getting that far away from the boat. I'm always going to yeah. see the boat. So like I would just. Root, so I what would, we did is they had a lot of excursions that you could buy from them, right? You could probably save a little money if you bought these from folks on the economy, but you buy it from them. So they're like, Hey, show up on this floor of the boat, uh, at, at eight 30, right. We're putting you on a tender, right. That takes you to this port. Like we have a tour guide right there, right. <laughs> With a sign, they go walk around. They show you some of these things. They put you back on the on the boat back to the ship, right? Uh, that kind of thing. So they were like, look, if you're more experienced, then you can save some money, get these excursions on your own. But they were like, eh, if you've never done it before, which we had not, um, they were like, just buy the excursions from the boat. And it was awesome. Because then, like, you know what I mean? There wasn't that fear, right? Like, we didn't have that fear of like, uh-oh, I'm not going to make it back in time. Like, I already knew when I was getting back, right, and who was getting me there and all that jazz. So it was pretty good. It was fun. I, I liked it a lot. Relatively cheap compared when you start factoring in everything, right? If you had to buy your own hotels, get your own, you know, boats here and there and and, and get somebody to get you to the next island and all that kind of jazz. So, yeah, it was cool. It was my big adult vacation. Well, I like it. Good for you. Yeah. 20 years married, hanging out on a boat in Greece. I yeah. love it. Good. That's it was, good it was a blast. You. It was good. And then COVID, oh. and that sucks. So like yeah, the last so, week I've been dead. I've been hanging out. Yeah. Just, just So we dead. said two weeks that we would be gone. Uh, but unfortunately it was three because uh, Tim, as he just mentioned, had COVID. And I am not at the capacity to do a show by myself. I barely have the energy to do a show with Tim. Uh, so if Tim doesn't do it right now, neither do I. Um, so that's good that you had a great time in Greece. And now... Uh, did you keep up on any uh, trends or news topics of the wrestling world while you were in Greece? Yeah, I managed to uh, catch up. I wouldn't say like I was watching it live as everything was happening while we were uh, on the ship and, and on the trip and everything, time differences. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've stayed up to speed. I've, I've, I've gotten through Wrestle Dream and Dynamite and all of that, and we're, well, we're here. You. Yeah, we're here. I like it. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, since we're here, let's get into one of our favorite little uh, – bits segments whatever you'd like to call it uh let's get into uh, our little time machine and do on this day speaking of yes Adam yes yes let me pull that up i'm excited to go back in time <laughs> all right on this day. tom october 9th 2000 2000 god did you probably have you probably didn't diet but did you have the like the caesar bowl cut going on double no, xl no. shirt double xl no, no, white well, tee uh no not white tee um no it was it was oversized basketball jerseys but i had a buzz haircut because i couldn't afford a haircut so my friend who uh mm -hmm. mowed lawns just also mowed your head that's what i said i said hey just like your, your like your yards just make sure you don't miss anything and, zzz, and that's how i used to do yeah yeah, well, fun. All right. WWF Monday Night Raw aired from Anaheim, California. Alita defeated Jacqueline in a hardcore match. Sure. Steve Blackman defeated Raven in a hardcore match. Al Snow retained the European title, defeating Test. But the biggest bombshell of the night was when Commissioner Mick Foley revealed the results of his investigation 
into who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin at Survivor Series nearly a year prior, revealing the culprit was this man. Rikishi. Rikishi, yeah, this one was an easy one, right? Getting back into things. He did it, can't, can't he stump did it for The Rock. He, he did, did it for, for the, the rock. rock. I love The Rock was like, bitch, I, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then it got convoluted because then it turned into actually Triple H paid Rikishi and then wanted to frame The Rock. Again, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit down the road here about uh, next Tuesday shows. And uh, this is a prime example, uh, some foreshadowing about what I'm going to talk about later because they don't have plans. They just make it up yeah. and it's always bad. They've done four stories in their entire history. Bloodline, Austin McMahon, uh, Hogan Savage, and then the start of the whole boom where they just go everywhere. It's anyhow. Um, yeah. So another example yeah. of what shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this is a prime example of how they do things, right? It's like, oh, man, okay, that was surprising, actually. Rikishi, I didn't expect it. But then... The reasoning is I did it for The Rock, who's like, what? I don't – no, you didn't. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, no, I didn't. Like, yeah. I actually did it for this, and I was just lying about that. And like, okay, fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, just so stupid. And I read uh, uh, Brian Burke's Feels like book. Elias, right? Feels like Elias turned into Ezekiel. Turned well, into Elias. Well, so <laughs> I, read, I, I read Brian Wirt's book, and he talked about the, the night when Stone Cold got hit. And he even said to Vince, he's like, so what's the payoff? And Vince said to him – we'll figure it out so it's like they're just do it and so anyhow but anyhow yep that was it rikishi rikishi all right october 10th 2010 tna bound for glory was held in daytona beach florida the motor city machine guns retained the tna tag team titles defeating max and jeremy of generation me young bucks i bet you they never did anything yeah. Tara won the TNA Knockouts title, defeating Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Madison Rain with Mickey James as the special guest referee. Jay Lethal retained the X Division Championship over Douglas Williams. Jeff Hardy won the World Heavyweight Championship, defeating Kurt Angle and Ken Anderson in a no DQ triple threat. But the biggest bombshell of the night was after this match, where the final reveal for the much hyped 10 10 10 references turned out to be they tom who was they On this day. Fuck, oh, i don't know stuff. This they who uh -huh. is they mm -hmm. jeff jarrett oh he's one of them he is definitely <laughs> one of they yes yes he is, is it the originals is it, it like is, the... it is jeff jarrett it uh -huh. is jeff hardy hulk oh, hogan yeah. eric bischoff and abyss Forming what eventually becomes called Immortal. Oh, yeah. And then Jeff Hardy had the belt. Yeah, that he was, had like, that like, weird belt that he made. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't realize they that started sucks. as they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were they. And it was they. all the 10, 10, 10. Right. They had been talking right. about that for weeks. What is that? What is that weeks. goddamn collect call? What the fuck is yeah. that? 10, 10? Jeez. That sounds. There you go. That is the boomer stuff. I'm talking about collect calls. Yes. 10, 10, 3, 2, 1. Yeah. It is pretty <laughs> boomerish. I will give you that. Yeah, that one, I was like, Boomer. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> Boomers are 70. All right. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll... On this day. 
Maybe we look 70. October 11th, 2016. WWE SmackDown Live aired from San Jose, California. Dolph Ziggler defeated Kenny and Mikey in a handicap tag match. Remember this? When, like, the, uh, this was the, uh, what what, they, what was the group he was in? The uh, cheerleaders, Spirit, the Spirit squad? squad. Yeah, they were coming oh, okay, back yeah, and be yeah. like, "Fuck you! It should have been us or whatever." Yes, yeah. yes, I do remember yeah, yeah. something like that. Yes, Naomi defeated Carmella. Jimmy Uso defeated Chad Gable. Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper defeated Kane and Randy Orton. The biggest bombshell of this night was when special guest referee Dean Ambrose officiated a match that AJ Styles would lose mm-hmm. to which wrestler? A pedophile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> James Ellsworth. Allegedly. 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 He denies it. Go figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Any man with two hands. <laughs> and a cell phone that has yeah. a 14 year old cell phone and that hand <laughs> on something else. <laughs> yeah. I think AJ Styles hates that anytime. Any, oh, think, yeah. You think people razz him with that one? Like, yeah, would, that's why he jobbed to Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would every time. Yeah. Oh. October 12th, 1992. WWE taped several matches in Saskatoon that would be shown throughout the next several weeks on episodes of WWF Superstars and Primetime Wrestling. These matches were primarily to promote the upcoming Survivor Series and featured the debuts of Yokozuna and the Head Shrinkers, featured an intercontinental title match between the British Bulldog and the Repo Man, Marty Jannetty making a surprise return to attack Shawn Michaels, a year removed from the barbershop window incident. And Money, Inc. defending tag team titles that they didn't actually win until tapings in a different town the next night. And the first ever WWE World Heavyweight title victory. Well, WWF. World Heavyweight Mm -hmm. title victory for this wrestler who defeated then-champion Ric Flair. Bret Hart, your favorite. Bret the Hitman Hart. Yes, your other favorite here. Uh, This match was acknowledged, but oddly enough, never actually shown on WWF television. They did show it on Coliseum video VHS release. Yeah. Man, this was a weird time because you had Mm -hmm. like Flair and Hogan, but then you started to start to see more Razor and Sean and Bret. And yeah, 92 was a very transitional transitional year for Mm-hmm. And even yeah, over in much. WCW, same same kind of thing where it was like it's Sting, it's Luger, but then we're kind of elevating the Steiners. But then hey, here's Ron Simmons. But don't be, forget about Vader. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on in '92. Fun time. All right, well let's go to a not fun time, <laughs> and one that you probably won't get. Back in time, right here when we see what happened on, this day. on October thirteenth, two thousand fourteen. WWE Monday Night Raw was held in Atlanta, Georgia. Randy Orton defeated Dolph Ziggler. Rusev, oh yeah, RIP Dolph Ziggler. Characters, characters done. Character, yeah, he's not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, he's out of WWE. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the guy playing said... Dolph Ziggler lives, but Dolph <laughs> yeah, Ziggler. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's done. The way he's you done. said it, though, I thought I missed something. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. happened here? No. no, all right, anyway, where are we at here? Rusev defeated the big show. At the time, I think Rusev was undefeated still. Brie Bella, Naomi, and Natalia defeated Cameron, Nikki Bella, and Summer Rae. Great times for the women's division. Mm-hmm. And the biggest bombshell of this night, however, was when the authority 
would make John Cena and Dean Ambrose compete against each other, even though they had just paired earlier that evening to win a triple threat tag team match against the Usos and Goldust and Stardust. And not only would Ambrose and Cena have to face each other, but it would be in what type of match? Uh, Good stuff. Great stuff. I would I would say a, a hardcore match. Mm. It's a no holds barred contract on a pole match, where Jesus the winner gets Christ. to face Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Was this one? Was this when fucking uh, Russo was helping out, coming <laughs> I, back in? Hey, I got one be. more idea for you. One last on a pole match. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm out of here. Well, we just throw that up there. Okay, hey, I'm out of here, fucking guys. And let me get my hat. Yeah. Cena and Dean, right? What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, man. What, what could yeah. go wrong in a what pole on a go pole wrong? match or whatever? Theop in the chat here wants to know how much does Bret Hart charge to show up on the Spanish announce table? Um you know, he's asked several times, allegedly. Oh, I would always say no. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you could do it if you wanted to interview Bret Hart. That's fine. I will not. I don't I think not. I could do it seriously. <laughs> like, I would, I would to just throw be, some things in there. I would just be like, why are you so mad? I'm mad, too. I get it. But, like, do we what, – what is it? What's the root cause? Do you think hey, people are going to forget you? So that's why you keep listen. complaining? If Brett gets wind of this, I want to say there's there could be money here, right? Let's 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 have an interview where like maybe we don't like each other, right? I think that could be a good interview. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens here. Brett oh, doesn't yeah. seem to shy what? away from that. Like right, he what is he going to do to like, us? One thing Brett doesn't seem to be is a pussy. Like yeah. as far as like confrontation is concerned, right? right? Like yeah. like he'll fucking yeah. he'll he'll fight you, he'll argue, yeah. and he'll fucking bitch, right? Like so, love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I would love to talk to him in that regard, but I'm not going to interview him and be like, so remember when you had to carry Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam? Oh, and then you had to do it again in front of the biggest crowd in the UK, British Bulldog. He was an alcoholic, but you, Brett, you were the absolute best, right? And then just him going, uh huh, fucking, you know, fuck yeah. I would, I would have my Goldberg action figure just sitting right there while I talked to him the entire time. <laughs> just Goldberg, right? Mm-hmm, right there. Bill What's Goldberg. Up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so that was on this day but that's yeah. not the only thing i like to do for you to kind of whet your pro wrestling whistle um that's a yeah that's a phrase i just made up um uh, that's not the only thing we like to do to get you in the mood if you will uh we also like to give you a top five list and nobody does top five lists better than tom right so what is tom's top five of the week we still don't have a graphic for this we need to write that down yeah we'll we'll figure it out but hey here we go the top five for this week, again, categories were given to me by Tim. So that was even more fun because then it made it challenging. And this week it is who are the top five most entertaining stables in professional wrestling history. Like it. Yeah. All right. So when I say that, uh, you're probably going to name a couple of them, but what comes to mind? Let's let's get the let's get the juices going here. Oh, let's get the. I mean, entertaining. You, know. you got to factor in an NWO, right? They held pro wrestling world and what's going to happen next lockdown for months on end. Mm-hmm. That immediately comes to mind. Okay. All right. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to start five to one. It's an I easy low hanging fruit. It might be. It might be. We'll see where it uh, where it ends up. All right. So number five, I am going with evolution is a mystery Mm. they were fun and here's why they were fun because if you think about it triple h is on top 
And he's still doing the main event picture, right? Oh, it's him and Goldberg. Oh, it's him and Scott Steiner, right? But what made it entertaining was underneath, you had Randy Orton as like the charismatic next one up. He's the intercontinental champion. That's when he's starting to really like smell his own shit and think it doesn't stink. And everyone's kind of agreeing with him, right? That was the kind of time where we're like, you're a bad guy, but I think you're kind of cool, right? Yeah, wasn't then, he like the most downloaded downloadedest dude on the internet or something like that? Too probably, at the time? yeah. yeah. But then you also had the the meathead and the old man where it was Batista just powerbombing all these motherfuckers and then Ric Flair just trying to make sure he makes the town because he's knee deep in cocaine and somewhere in Saskatoon. You know what I mean? And so those two are just running around doing Here their the cocaine thing. is great in Saskatoon. It probably is. Top shelf. Allegedly. Yeah. And so <laughs> the reason why I thought they were so entertaining is because they all brought something different. But when they got in the ring together, it didn't look like it was a mismatch of parts. Well, they all fit. And it fit exactly what it said it was, right? It was like, hey, we're the evolution of the business. It was like all time great. Ric Flair here is the older dude imparting his wisdom on the now main eventer dude, Triple mm-hmm. H. And then we got two upstarts, right? Coming up like it mm-hmm. fit perfectly the characters fit well like it was done superb it was one of the one thing that i think they did really well and i also feel like evolution was one that didn't run too long either right yeah like i yeah. felt like they soon knew as, when to say this is done yeah as soon as orton got there boom and then we kind of held on for batista and then boom and then we're all done right and then flair and triple h can do their thing yeah, yeah we didn't reload with new members right we didn't no, do any no. of that mm-hmm. nope all right here we go moving on number four and this one is purely because of the manager uh i am going with the heenan family now Mm, that's not necessarily a come out and again in the time period of the heenan family walk out to the ring and do a promo to talk about the main event tonight wasn't the format of the show however when bobby heenan is in the corner of haku Mr. Perfect, Andre the Giant, and all of these other guys, Hercules and stuff like that. He puts a little bit of spice onto each of these rivalries, and that's what made it great. Mm-hmm. And then when you collectively say, hey, if you fuck with Hercules, Mr. Perfect is right behind him, so you really want to do this. And then you're like, well, shit, as the baby faces. So Heenan with this like Avengers type of army behind him is what made it entertaining, because obviously Bobby the Brain Heenan is the shit. Oh, and yeah. the other thing, and the other thing about him is he was a little bit of a shapeshifter with the guys. So you know, he when he's with uh, Andre the Giant, it's a classic suit. You know, it's it's the oh, it's this guy, right? Like that's what you think of when it's Andre the Giant. But when he goes with Hercules, he's a little bit toned down. And then when he's with Mister Perfect, he's in a fucking a uh, uh, jumpsuit you know what i mean like catching towels he's a little and... more suave all of a sudden yeah exactly yeah. yeah and all of a sudden he wants to play tennis and shit so he's a little bit of a shapeshifter with all the guys too so that's why i liked him uh in the four spot well, i like that too uh because like again not maybe your traditional stable either but at the time they weren't really doing that either kind of you know what you alluded mm-hmm. to with the you know format of the show there um but he would sprinkle them in as like oh well while I'm managing this dude that you're wrestling, well, guess what? I also manage this dude, and you know what? Mm. He knows where his bread is buttered, and he'll make sure this happens for us because we all make more money, right? So they would come in and help somebody out in the Heenan family, quote-unquote, without being, you know, the we ride or die, and wherever you see Bill, you see Steve, right? Right. Yeah, it, it has a lot of, 
you, you know, right now, if you weren't familiar with the Heenan family, think of what the Don Callis family is right now. Where Will Ospreay yeah. isn't walking out with Sammy Guevara, but if there's a trios match, they're going to be tagging t- Don together. Don Callis so. family. God. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's... I haven't heard anything back yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait on it. Fingers All right. Up. Now let's keep it moving. Here is top three. And look, I didn't try to reinvent the wheel here because I felt like it was pretty standard, but the order might surprise you. And again, this is entertaining, not dominant or influential, none of that. So that's why Evolution, or excuse me, not Evolution, but um, The Shield. The Shield were fine, but like, I couldn't tell you one promo they ever cut. I don't remember what they did. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they were cool, and they beat people up, but I don't really remember shit about them. So anyhow, here we go. Number three. I remember them breaking up. Yeah, That's all I remember. Number three, I am going with The Four Horsemen. And here's why I can't put them over in the two spot, two or one spot is because it was kind of a one man show. It was Ric Flair. We're yelling. We're wearing the suits. Everyone kind of followed suit. You know what I mean? But if you go back, there's not a ton of difference between Tully Blanchard and Ric Flair. It's kind of the same person. Now, Arne Anderson brought the like, Hey, I'm the hitman kind of thing of the group. And that was cool. And that was really needed, but it never, it was Ric Flair's. He's, group. He is the one that sticks out from the remainders, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's because, you know, his ability to grab a mic like the rest of them couldn't not named Ric Flair. Um, right. Yes. He, I agree with you. To me, the four horsemen is Ric Flair and the dudes that hung around Ric Flair because Ric Flair needed dudes to stay successful. And while Ric Flair is successful, that trickles down, right? Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a story as old as time, so that works, yeah. Yeah, honestly, if you think about the four horsemen and their entire legacy, because unlike Evolution, there was a lot of plug-and-play, right? Then we got uh, Barry Windham. Then we got Lex, Lex Luger. Luger. Then we got, fucking... Yeah, then we got Sting <laughs> for a second. Then, yeah, all that stuff. Mongo, so, your favorite uh, one. No, Jesus. But what I was going to say is um, when I think of the four horsemen, I honestly just think of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and then everyone else. Like and it's really a two man group. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone else. So uh, that's what I got. I got four horsemen coming in at number list. three. All right. Now, again, I'm going with entertaining. I must say that again, because when people are like, oh, but do you remember the championship reigns of, you know, Hogan and all that stuff. That's not the point. So number two, I've got the NWO. The NWO. The yeah. NWO. I mean, the New World Order took the world by storm, man. Right, and especially early on, that was the entertaining stuff. Right, they're throwing Rey Mysterio into a damn, uh, you know, uh, TV yeah. truck before they're they started nearing double digits members. Like it was cool. It was, well, it even, was entertaining. even before that, you know, that, that hot start where, like I said, they're attacking people and doing stuff and spray painting and all that. But then they got to a point, even before they doubled in numbers, right. When it was that kind of core group of like Nash hall, Hogan, Bischoff, macho man, like that kind of core group, it was still a little bit of a rinse repeat, right? Oh, well, DDP, guess what? You get beat up. Oh, guess what? Lex Luger, you get beat up. And there wasn't a ton of like, oh, this is so different from three weeks ago. It was kind of the same thing. Yeah, it was a formula. Yeah. Formula. And that's why I put them in at number two. Formula worked. Formula was great, but it kind of 
didn't make it memorable week to week. Before we move on, Jeffrey Sills referencing the four horsemen. He said it was always Flair and Anderson and then swapped the last two guys. And that made me think, are the four horsemen the red hot chili peppers of pro wrestling? Because the mm-hmm. red hot chili peppers, you think of those two dudes, right? You think of Flea mm-hmm. and the fucking Anthony Kiedis, right? And then it's who the fuck they had like 25 other dudes over the years, right? Like that's right. what the four horsemen feel like where you're right. Like, sure, we brand the band, right? But it's these two fellas. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly why I can't put them a little bit higher on the list is because yeah. You know, all right. Do now. you include Wolfpack in in no. WO? No, 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 no. Is it and part look, of the NWO legacy or is that a separate thing and they're not on the list? It's part of the NWO legacy, but I don't know. Okay. Here's the other thing too. Uh, because I, I kicked around this idea a few months ago, especially when I was really going through all this bullshit with uh my chemo and stuff. I was like, I'm gonna review. I'm going to start with a week during the attitude and I'm going to review ECW, WCW and WWE. Well, I was going to suggest we should do that. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. So I started looking around, you know, I started watching it. Here's the thing guys and girls, uh, the wolf pack, super cool. They didn't do shit. Yeah. They didn't do a thing. There was no. nothing. They I didn't don't remember anything they did. Yeah. Cause they didn't do it. It was the fucking coolest song. Sun they had the chance and that right? was it, it was, yeah. yeah that was it that was it like yeah. they didn't do shit so it was cool the music's the best the music is the best part of the group and then that's it all right let's get to number one because we got some dynamite to talk about i am going with and again it's a chalk pick but as far as entertaining it's still funny i'm going with degeneration x you got nice. all of humor from Triple H and Shawn Michaels and China, just those three with the, you know, uh, European title and uh, laying down so that Triple H could win the European title. The yeah. mooning of uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I love the taking uh, on Michael Cole. I love the uh, windshield wipers when Sergeant Slaughter was yelling at them. For mm-hmm. mass. <laughs> exactly. And then as they evolve and then they get the new age outlaws and X-Pac, then you're getting into fun things like that. Cause again, from the degeneration X storyline yeah. birth, uh, Kane and X-Pac well, was, was getting the ladies in the crowd that, you know, like that. Was, exactly. And that there were so many stupid things where they said they were going to get their dick out and pee on the crowd. You know, that's silly and dumb. Uh, and so it was, it made it fun. Look, yes. Is that dumb? But if I say, Hey, tonight, Triple H says, you know, piss on the second row. You're going to at least go like, well, how are they going to get out of I gotta this? I got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do here? So that's why they, they had so many of these moments that obviously invading WCW is kind of their signature moment. But there were so many things that you can go and say, that was good. This is good. I can watch this as a standalone segment in 2023. And it's still at least entertaining. The things that some of the other groups did kind of rinse repeat so that's why i'm putting dx at number one god i love it great solid list you are good at the list i know every time you're like let's make a list i'm like i suck at the list i love this i can't do it but you love the list i told you i told you if there was a channel of lists i would watch it 24 7 it does i don't even care what it is best hair metal i don't like hair metal but i'm gonna watch it you know best cheese on a burger i'm gonna watch it i don't fucking care like i just love lists i've always loved let's start a list channel i will let's do it Let's yeah. do it. Tim and Tom rank everything. There we go. Exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll exactly. workshop the name. Maybe we'll come up with a yeah. list of names. Ah! All right. So, 
AEW Dynamite happened last night. I'm excited to talk about it because that means we're going to talk about some things that happened at AEW Wrestle Dream and the weeks leading prior while I was out on vacation. Tom was was Mm -hmm. handling some medical things. Tom, um, exciting times right now. There's a couple big stories that maybe we should address here. Uh, Talent in this day and age now have options. And we've got mm-hmm. a Jade Cargill going to WWE, and we've got an Adam Copeland going to AEW. So these are big names here, right? Like Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. one of the biggest up-and-coming names, probably period, mm-hmm. of pro wrestling, and mm-hmm. Adam Copeland, one of the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling, mm-hmm. making a jump here. Interesting times. Yeah, I and this is me just because if you've listened long enough, you know, I don't trust anything WWE does. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I think a lot of you people that watch WWE are doing it for muscle memory and because it makes you feel like you're a kid again and you're safe and you don't have to deal with the anxiety of work and all that bullshit. But hey, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I a lot of it's that because a lot of it fucking sucks. With that being said. With this kind of. One person goes here, one person goes there. I have more faith, especially after we talk about Dynamite, that Edge, let's just say it's Edge, Edge going to AEW is the better of the two. Because I fear that, well, I look, and Jade in five years after Edge is retired is going to be like, you know, hopefully a a top name. And so then they've won the the trade or whatever we're going to call it, right? The swap. But I just fear that... What, what is it? October 5th right now? You know, let's say she debuts at Survivor Series as a mystery, a, a, you know, mystery partner for a Survivor Series tag team, right? She's hot for November into WrestleMania. Let's just say she beats Bailey at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then I swear, this is what I, and then she becomes every other girl. What's Bianca Belair doing? Tell me what she's doing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. And and you know what? Jeffrey still says, I think Jade will be a star in the Fed. And I agree. She's absolutely going to be. I don't. See, that's what I'm saying. I think. So here's what a star is to me. A star is you put them on the poster. I'm paying a ticket to go see that person. MJF, Roman Reigns. You could say Cornball Cody. I think Jade Cargill, unfortunately, is not going to be a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair. It's going to be. Oh, really? I think she's just going to be a rotational person. It's, hey, you're in there with EO Sky tonight. Hey, guess what? We're going to transition you into a new rivalry with Zelina. And it's just going to be rinse Yeah, repeat, I mean, I don't nothings. know. I think, I think what she'll get is she'll get on those levels, right? They're going to put her in these big-time matches. We'll be like, oh, my God, she was at WrestleMania facing this person or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. kind of what you said, she has probably the most impressive physique in pro wrestling period right now, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's going to go over like Rover, as they say, on the toys and the and the right. posters and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And if that's what she wants, that's 100%. I'm going to think it's boring as shit. We've seen how they write stories for this. There's no story for this. So well, I'm going to yeah. not like it. I don't understand, yeah. like you've said, why a bunch of people do. People love this Cody Rhodes, I guess. I don't know what the fuck he is. I feel like all he does is come out and go like, so what do you want to talk about? And I don't feel like I don't I don't know what it is. That's what I feel like well, we're going to get here. We're going to get her coming out going like, I'm the best. Yeah. So, yeah. So here's the thing. 
with her finance, I don't give a fuck. Personally, yeah, good move, whatever. If you got paid twice as much than AEW and that's what you're doing, fine. But I'm only talking about from my, me. I don't think Look, if it gets you, like, even if the thought is, hey, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be on the Dancing with the Stars and the movies and the whatever. Like, you're probably better off there if that's what you're after, too, you know? Right. But with Jade Cargill, another thing that I think is not going to work in her advantage is, look, as I said, she is a very physically impressive person. Like off the charts. Look at that. Wow. Right. Yeah. It doesn't look as impressive though. When Rhea Ripley has a fucking shoulder. That's the size of the grand Canyon. And then you got Raquel Rodriguez with a back that can carry a house. And then you're like, but I got muscles when you're over there in AEW and you got sky blue, who looks yeah. like she just got done at hot topic and you stay yeah. next to that girl. Well, fuck, now you look like the shit. So I think there's also going to be a little bit of that, hey, she's buffing stuff, but then when she stands next to Rhea and Rhea's Rhea's like, I I can palm your face, and then she's like, oh, okay, well, what the fuck do I do now? Rhea's a very unique analogy too because like yeah they've got people that are more rocked out than Rhea too and like Jade Cargill will be rocked out but like if you stood Rhea Ripley next to Jade Cargill you'd be like oh I'm taking Rhea Ripley like she looks Mm -hmm. like I will rip you in half and eat your insides yeah so I think some of the sizzle because again and no offense to the women at AEW but the women in AEW are more traditional looking yes Uh, there's there's not a physically impressive feat about most of them Uh, a Britt Baker is what I'm talking about Britt Baker is a very beautiful woman but there's no like, did you see her biceps? You know what I mean? It's you don't like think that. like world class athlete when you see her, you right? Know? Exactly. Uh, so when yeah. she's over in AW, she looks like the shit. When she's standing next to Bianca Belair, yeah, maybe not. You know and what I mean? Honestly, I think it's a good move too because I feel like we did everything in AW, and it would have had to gone to the world title thing. And then how do you top a, a undefeated streak for a time? So in, in all honesty, this is probably a better move. I'm very interested in the Adam Copeland edge uh comes to AEW and what we're gonna get out of that we're gonna talk more about that with AEW dynamite obviously because they leaned right into it and they yeah. said from all accounts that this guy is like he's not doing the part-timer i'm doing 12 matches this year he's like i'm here every week i came to wrestle and in fact that's why he has said like he kind of wanted to leave wwe because they're on the we're pushing the young the 20 year olds you know what i mean like the the hard bodies and edge was like i want to do stories and they were like nah that's not what we do here and so yeah. that's why he came here. And so, yeah, they're full of shit. Uh, <laughs> I know what he said and I read it and I think he believes it. And I think they told him that. And he thinks that that is true. They are full of shit. In about three months, we're going to get all the fucking old timers. Watch out for Goldberg in Saudi Arabia and the rock at WrestleMania. They fucking yeah, but love he's not one of those old timers. He's an interesting well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I think they told him, hey, why don't you just kick rocks? Because he ain't the rock. Like, he's an all-time name, but he ain't the rock. And so. So yeah, here's up. what, like, and I'll even say he's a shade below this. But to me, of the time he came up and he's kind of the Piper mode. And he's even a shade below how we look back at Piper, right? Like, mm-hmm. but he was kind of that where, like, he was there the whole time, right? For the whole boom. Mm-hmm. But he was seen as a guy that he had to fight, right? Or he was, you know what I mean? He was mixed in with the Randy Orton and the whatever, right? And so, like, yes, Edge is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was the most decorated superstar when he when he had to retire at the time of all that. Mm-hmm. And and if you talk to people who maybe are, you know, mainstream fans who fell out of love, 
but they know the name Edge because they're like, oh, I loved Cena, I loved Orton, all of that. Mm-hmm. So they remember that. That's why I kind of think of Piper in that mode because we think of Hogan, right? We think of that, and then we're like, but he had to fight somebody, right? And it was usually Edge. Um, yeah. And that's where I think, like, yes, he's that level, but he's not the let's put him on the mania thing and he's going to draw yeah. everybody so that's who stopped why, watching. Yep. That's why I think they told him youth movement, but really they said, nah, not worth the money. So anyhow, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, shall we get started? On I'm excited. Dino let's Mike. do it. Let's do it. A, a Dinoversary, you could call it, because it was their four-year four anniversary. Four years, man. Dynamite anniversary. A Dinoversary. That was yeah. on my birthday. They they debuted on that's my true. birthday four years that's ago. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Uh, I do, too, because yeah. it was my birthday. All right, let's kick it off. We did Wasn't not there something else did. about your birthday with, like, your wife or something? Like, there was something where, like, you remembered, or maybe it was your first date anniversary or something because it was a fight there was an mma fight or something My first, yeah, yeah yeah the, conor mcgregor versus nate diaz one was the, the first date uh we didn't watch the fight but that's how i know that right. that's the first date yeah. is because i look at conor versus nate one <laughs> like oh that's our first date yeah cool yeah that's what you do guys you Love find it. something that you Love know it. okay mm-hmm. all right so we kicked off aw dynamite a little bit awkward because typically they'll start with justin roberts or they'll start with a promo in ring However, we go backstage and it's Renee Paquette talking to Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and they're just kind of doing their, we're ready to fight the Don Callis family. And then here's Adam Copeland standing there going, hey man, look at all these Canadians. And Chris Jericho and him obviously have a hey, hey. And even uh, Edge, I'm just going to call him Edge, even Edge reference, hey, I still hate Don Callis, referencing like I've known this guy before you know, mm. all that stuff. So I like that. He was like, no, 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 this guy does suck. So I'm with you guys on this. Uh, but then the, the moment uh, of the segment was Kenny Omega and edge meet. Finally, two great Canadian wrestlers mm-hmm. shaking hands here. And I thought that was fine, but it was awkward. I felt like this yeah. was a weird way to start the show. And I felt like the way they ended it kind of trailed off and Kenny Omega kind of was just like, yeah, I get the idea of hey, we got to lead into to Edge, right? Not Edge is here, right? Mm-hmm. And I get that, right? So you wanna you wanna hit it quick. And here's the thing, like, oh, it's all Canada, right? Like, let's all mm-hmm. let's all bask in that. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it just felt kind of. Why did we do that? Was kind of the was what I was left. Yeah, with. like why are we here? I did you notice Kenny Omega mentioning that he or Kenny Omega mentioning that he had him on the edge of his seat mm-hmm. you know as he mm-hmm. kind of hit the edge a little hard there yeah oh yeah well and someone already made a meme of it or a video compilation yeah. where way back when they debuted rampage and remember it was christian cage versus kenny omega for the impact championship and the promo leading into that kenny omega gets in christian cage's face and goes you think you know me like so he's been doing that Love kind it. of stuff for yeah. a while yeah but here's how i would have done it again just me thinking out loud I would have stole from Collision and started it with the promo. Like, you know, when you watch AEW Collision, it starts with a Saturday, not doing the Saturday nights, all right, for fight. Yeah, but right. it's a tonight. Just face him up. Have, yeah, I would have just had Edge stand there and go, tonight, I'm going to say my mission statement. I'm ready to kick some, you know, whatever it yeah. is, right? And then yeah. you go, but yeah, it was just Yeah, constant. tonight is all about me, bitch. Like, let's right. do this. Yeah. Yeah. But we get, uh, let's go back. So we get back into the ring and then we get back to some traditional AEW fun, kicking it back to <laughs> Jeffrey still one. said so much maple syrup. That's a good way to describe 
Definitely. Canadian overload. Yeah. Anyway. So we get the international championship match between champion Ray Phoenix and challenger Nick Jackson, which is obviously a callback to one of the best matches in dynamite history in year one. And boy, I tell you what, anytime Lucha bros and young bucks, any combination uh, they wrestle, they know each other about as well as any two teams I've ever seen. Yes. I, it made more sense. Cause I remember the previous week's show and I was thinking like, why is Nick Jackson in this match and like why is he winning it and now yeah like of course it's the anniversary and that was a big match um yeah man look i said this to you offline i never care about what the wrestlers are wearing but this velvet pajama california bottoms the fucking young buck two was rocking wasn't it man i was i was out for for that reason alone I was like, I can't get into this, but it was decent. It was fine. And I like Ray Phoenix as the AEW uh, international champion. We didn't touch on that while we were gone. Moxley beating um, Orange Cassidy Orange after Cassidy. having it for so long. Yep. It was like, oh, my God, well, now who could beat Moxley? I'm glad that they kind of got that over quick, right? Like, we didn't mm-hmm. run it back with that. Moxley got got, and now it's Phoenix. I like that. Well, next Tuesday, though. We'll talk about the Tuesday card. Mm. Because we're running that match back. But, uh, yeah, Ray Phoenix defeats Nick Jackson. Again, a very fun match. The only thing that is hard for me to get into with these types of matches is unless the story is developed, I'm never going to buy in that Nick or Matt Jackson are going to have a singles championship. They're always going to either be the tag team champions or not champions at all. Or six man. You know what I mean? Like they're the six man ROH champion Mm -hmm. with uh, Hangman. They're never going to, unless they start to tell the story that like Nick Jackson says, before my career is done, I want to be heavyweight champion, right? Something like that. But if they're not telling that story, I just know like, oh, he'll lose. And when I kind of don't care or know the finish, the match is fine, but I'm kind of in and out. You know what I mean? So yeah, fun, fun way to kick it off, especially for an anniversary show, two of the originals, but Jeffrey uh, Sills says it's bear skin in the back. I think he's talking about the brown dookie velvet uh pants that Jackson was wearing there. Neat. Pants. <laughs> um I, don't know, I guess at least he's wearing uh, pants. At least we got that. Yeah. Yeah, he's better than Norton. I tell you what though. Ah, never mind. I'm sure the okay. dude's got chicken legs. Probably Well, I was gonna shame him a little bit because I told you he needs to lose a hair match. We just need to get rid of that thing because boy I think that's an amazing thing because if like if he lost a hair match by himself and then Matt Jackson's there, right? And, like, he's got to shave his head, and he's, like, looking at his brother, and his brother's like, I mean, I ain't fucking... Yeah, it was a one-on-one nah, match. Man, mine's <laughs> fine. <I ain't> yeah. <laughs> that would be so or, good. Or, ooh, what do you think about this idea? We haven't talked... See, I haven't had anyone to bounce ideas off of, yes, so you're going to yeah. get a lot of ideas tonight. Okay, this is great. Think about this. Don Callis gets his influence more and more into AEW. The tentacles of AEW run through Don Callis. Oh, his family is essentially taking over everything Higher all Tom. parts I of AEW, right? right? Yeah. So he's starting to get more and more feeling himself and bigger chest and all of that Getting stuff. The right? Bischoff disease. Yeah, and so the EVPs kind of kick back up and like, oh, you think you're going to take this company away from me? And so the Young Bucks get in Don Callis's face through different means of promos and things like that. Don Callis makes a hair versus hair match, Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson. And then that's how you fucking make Nick Jackson shave his head. And Matt Jackson has to do it. 
He's like crying. He's like, <laughs> and he's like shaving his fucking head. And Don Callis is just up on the stage, just laughing with Will Ospreay. I feel like they would do this too. I feel like they would be game for this. Yeah. I should a million percent do that. That's what I thought would be fun. So anyhow. Yes. Uh, he, he evil heartedly lords over Matt Jackson, begrudgingly shaving Nick Jackson's head. Yeah. And Matt Love is crying. <laughs> How long yeah. it took you to grow this out? Yeah, because it's it's that or it's their livelihood, right? Like, yeah. can't afford yeah, your fired. fucking family, you know? Exactly. Mm. Yep. That's what I would do. That would be fun. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, after this, we get... It's the best idea you've had in the history of this show. We can't glance <laughs> over that. That was That'd amazing. Be That'd be fun. Uh, all right, so then we get uh, some bullshit. And I <laughs> thought it was AW's God fault. damn, I've missed this show. All right, I... <laughs> You know, three weeks went by, and I was like, oh, you know, show. I was like, is anybody still going to care? <laughs> and, uh, I don't give a shit if anybody cares. I have a blast doing this Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. So we got some bullshit. We got some bullshit because, <laughs> you know, in the history of AEW, again, on the Dynaversary, you know one thing's always going to fuck up, and it's their production. However, Tony Khan was really quick to at mention on Twitter, TBS fucked this up. And so they were in this segment of Adam Cole visiting Roderick Strong in the kingdom, but nobody heard, nobody right? heard it. So I guess here's my question to you is apparently that was a TBS mess up the previous week when we kept hearing those things, that was also a TBS mess up. Yep. So if I'm presenting to you, you are Tony Khan, right? Tim, you are, you know, running AEW. Do you say, Hey, our partnership with Turner is very valuable. So we're going to kind of ride the ship and hope that things work out. Or do you go, Hey, I need to fucking make sure this doesn't make look, make me look bad. So I'm going to take ownership of this TBS. You just turn the feed on. I'll take care of everything else. What would you yeah. do? Well, you know, both are done, right? I think we know enough from radio and, and, and television that like you can do it either way right like mm -hmm. i i can set up my own i can have a mobile truck that you basically just open a fucking feed to right mm -hmm. oh, um the one thing i would caution that is uh i mean does he know how to do that right like he's got to hire the folks that do that now he can tap into daddy and this nfl crews um right. so i'm sure that can be done um or he can lean on and say like what the fuck are you doing guys do that's I need to the, introduce you to some better talent or what? Right. right yeah. Well, and cause that's the thing because you know, if he doesn't make that announcement, that tweet or whatever it was, you know, we say AEW fucking sucks. Right. They, and they, we've they said do that it again. And how many right, times they, have we said it when maybe it wasn't their fault now? I, right. I and that's what I'm saying is like, at, at some point you have to say, I don't want this product to be represented that way. But if you do, you might, you know, Contract time comes yeah. up and TBS goes like, what we, we don't know, fucking guys. Yeah. Does Warner Brothers love AEW so much that they're overpaying, right? Well, another place right. be like, eh, man. Yeah. I see or the numbers. Does, right. You know. Or does Warner Brothers go, man, well, you don't want to put that much effort into making you guys look any better. So if it's that good and we're not getting the stuff, then we're out. Could happen. Well, yeah, it's one of those like, hey, listen, we like the numbers now, but if we have to put more money into it, we don't like the numbers as much. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So then that's so, where you say, okay, same money, but I'm taking over production. But then, I mean, that right. production's not cheap. It ain't. It ain't. But let's talk about the segment here. Yeah. So Adam Cole goes to visit Roderick Strong and the Kingdom. Uh, and this, this was fun. 
so Adam Cole uh, gets a scooter from Roderick Strong because uh, Roderick Strong can't be the only one in wheels. Fine. The, they race around. That's fun. Yeah. But then the kingdom and Roderick Strong ask Adam Cole to move furniture, which I thought was like, okay, but it was fine. But the comedic value of MJF was missing, right? So the the skits that Adam Cole has been a part of, 90% of all those skits, Adam Cole is the straight man, right? MJF is the one that leaves with five women and comes back and, oh, you know, all that stuff. Where Adam Cole is the, hey, I can't do that because Britt Baker is my, my girlfriend, right? Yeah. But when, but when MJF is missing out of that equation, it kind of felt like, well, this is fine. So, yeah. it home run. So now, is this style of segment, vignette, if you will, is that tied to Adam Cole and not MJF Adam Cole? Like, that's is that what we get out of Adam Cole and his buddies, whomever those buddies may be moving forward? Mm -hmm. Because you're right, it didn't hit quite the same. And the payoff here, like, it felt like, well, you guys ran out of time batting around ideas to come up with he asked you to move some furniture even though – the other guys are able-bodied, right? Like, that felt weird. It wasn't a trap. It wasn't a... Well, and even, like, I, I don't... I, oh, he can move furniture. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah. I, I don't... Was it that much of a hardship? You know well, what I mean? Well, Jeffrey like, says, why is Roddy in a wheelchair when it's his neck that's hurt? I mean, that's great, though. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, but that's just makes some fun, right? That's the fun part of this stupid character. Um, but, uh... Hey, yeah, and pause. Is somebody listening? Because you said next strong weeks before they started running with the shirts and the branded material. It was fun, yeah. I mean, next strong. I probably heard it, I, I, but it, it was fun. Yeah, we uh, are of the community, right? Like we, we are, are of the, the people. Community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's keep it moving. So we get that segment, and uh, Adam Cole leaves, and Roger Strong kind of just gives him a little bit of a guilt trip, and then that's it. And then we go back into the ring. Griff Garrison's out there, and he's walking around. The Griff guy. Yeah, and Wardlow comes out. And what'd you think? Wardlow's out. He's out Bulking here. Bulking Wardlow, out. not the body shame again. Like, this looked, this is interesting. If, hey, if we're going away from whatever Wardlow was, I'm fine with that. I'm hoping right now this is a slow play to getting a different kind of Wardlow. And we saw a little flash of it tonight but if absent of that this felt weird and out of place uh it was a loud reaction so credit for getting the reaction that i probably that they probably were wanting to get so credit for that however again this is a, a tv show that's based off of aesthetics i'm not trying to say that he needs to get on a diet and all this stuff none of that right but his hair was as dry as mine it wasn't lined up he kind of was undefined in his chest and his sternum. His arms were big, but not necessarily cut or, you know, defined like a Jade Cargill. And then he just did the same powerbomb thing. Now, the part that I will say that was interesting that I hope they can kind of run with is the he dispatches of Griff Garrison, right? 16 powerbombs or whatever it is. There's no pin. The ref is just like, Jesus Christ, we're done here. Stop. Yeah, you killed him. And then he and then he just gets out and he goes back. There have you ever seen the movie Warrior with yeah. Tom Hardy? Yeah, yeah, no, no. That. 
that if it, you know tom hardy was an mma fighter but he never got an introduction he just went in he knocked the guy out he never did post uh fight interviews he just walked out if you make wardlow kind of in that realm until we heat him up with something or get him a better look uh i'm into it but that yeah, was I don't kind know what of this, uh, underwhelming i don't know what this was we've never viewed wardlow as the monster i know they've portrayed him as like big enough yeah that's the deal it's like they portrayed him as like the muscle yeah but we've never viewed him as that because look taz is one of my all-time favorites top five all-time favorites i love taz taz is five seven and 180 pounds but he's throwing bam bam bigelow around that's the difference wardlow isn't throwing around keith lee wardlow isn't picking up satnam singh wardlow is doing fucking swantons like jeff hardy like it's not a which is weird because like that's all easy to pull off right like wardlow could power bomb these guys and we'd be like oh my god wardlow's the strongest dude in in the nation yeah no they're like no wardlow's just wardlow yeah power bombs regular dudes and and he does he does small guy moves he does swantons he does you know these athletic moves but that's not the right that's not the big guy move you know so and also look let's just be legit like cutting through kayfabe he's not right cesaro or claudio claudio is stronger than him uh keith lee is stronger than him powerhouse hobbs is stronger brian cage brian cage is probably stronger than yeah so that's the other thing that sucks is like you also can't even go on that part because we know so anyhow uh wardlow leaves out of the ring that happened um then again we get the adam cole segment because the sound fucked up so that was a really great first half hour of the show just making a you're doing a make good because your sound sucks so bad but it happened um what happens next oh here we go we got a title match trio's title it is billy gunn and the acclaim versus kip sabian butcher and the blade tim how you feeling about the acclaimed uh, it feels like we're running it back some right just kind of we're still doing the shtick when i said hey this is gonna hit a point where we need something new, right? Like we need something new, at least with the new day for a long time, they kept coming up with something new, right? Like it was unicorns and then it was pancakes and then it was trombones and then they ran out of ideas. Right. I'm a little worried about the claim that like scissoring was fun, but like, I don't know that people are still like itching to do that. I don't know if I went to, we're going to be at AW dynamite next week on Tuesday, Tuesday night dynamite. I don't know that a whole bunch of people are going to be out trying to scissor us. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Mr. Fourth Row, we got fourth row seats. So shout out. Uh, We're trying. We're trying to be as iconic as the fourth row. Um, Yeah, I agree. Here's my problem, though, with the acclaim is, you know, he came out, uh, Max Caster, that is, and his rhyme was very generic. The times that Max Caster has the best rhymes is when he can dig into something. Hey, uh, Samoa Joe was the champion of that show when we're beating him in the ratings. Oh, right. Like it's something they don't have anyone, right? Like the house of black, I I guess just went away, which is fine, whatever. But like Kip Sabian, butcher and the blade are not a reputable team to beat them for the trios championship. So they're kind of in this neutral state where the way they can hit is if they have a rival and they just don't have that. Right. Even back when they were going up against team TNA and Max Caster is making Kurt Angle jabs, you had something to be like, dude, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. But now it's just topical news. 
hometown is great next right now let's put a pin in that so obviously the acclaimed and billy gunn win but let's put a pin in that because we see the acclaim a little bit later on in the show yeah we do and i got some yeah i got a lot uh, to talk about that yeah yeah but uh okay so yeah the acclaim beat kip sabian butcher and the blade and then we get it tim we get a brush with greatness some could say it was timeless we get an interview with timeless tony storm done by rj city and she is a fucking wackadoodle she is driving the weirds mobile right into the ocean and i yeah. fucking love it like this is awesome oh and this couldn't have been done i know all of these interviews with her have been done with Renee, but this had to be RJ City, right? Like, mm-hmm. there couldn't have been anybody to pull this off any better. This couldn't have been Marvez or whatever the fuck his name is, right? Couldn't have been nobody mm-hmm. but RJ City. And he hit it out the park. Like, he said it right on the tee for her, and she just ran with it. And I had the biggest smile. I texted you immediately. I was like, she's fucking killing it. Like, this is amazing. This is good. It's the best. Yeah, we'll talk about her match that happens a little bit later on in the show. But these vignettes, the thing that I think is uh, a little bit uh, misguided, uh, if I could give them um, a little bit of advice, they said it was the last one. Don't. Don't. We need a couple more. People just now got their teeth into it. So you can't end it. You got to give us two or three more. Now, don't do the new day and then keep doing all this bullshit. Yeah, but, no, but we, we need still some... need a little bit more of the timeless with RJ City. Because like you said, RJ City sets the table for this classic 1920s, you know, starlet. And and he's the vibe that, Look, uh, that Jeffrey that well. Seals says, I'm in love with her. Like he says, I'm in love with her. Yeah. We need a little more Tony storm before we stop the vignettes. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So uh, we get the vignette and then we're told again, later on in the night, we will get timeless, the debut of timeless Tony storm. Uh, and then we get a couple highlight packages, Danielson and Zack Sabre jr. Talk about their match. I do like uh, that, you know, supposed to be best technical wrestler, but Brian Danielson beat him with a running knee. But I like how Zack Sabre Jr. goes, that's a scoundrel move. That's a scoundrel <laughs> move. Yeah, yeah, it is scoundrel. <laughs> Look at him fucking 101 Dalmatians bullshit. Kind of ass yeah. That's a scoundrel move. Scoundrel. It can only best be described as you being a scoundrel. Oh my god! Yeah, he sounded <laughs> straight out of a fucking Muppets Christmas. Yeah, that's um, what they do over there. Yeah, and then we get Hangman talking about going back to the drawing board because he lost to Swerve Strickland. Another really good match where a little bit rolls reversed, but they didn't go all the way into it. Uh, and then we get MJF and Jay White, and we're talking about how at the end of last week's episode, Jay White was jumped, and we saw the Devil Mask. Now. We go back to present day, current time, and the Bullet Club Gold, the gangbangers, they come out without Jay White, and they're just gangbanging it up. They're gang, yeah. bang, gang, bang, boop, banging boop, the whole gang, bang this gang, bang yep. this gang. You know, they're just loving it, and they're yeah. talking shit on MJF, and they're like, "Hey, MJF, you suck. Come out here and do something about it." I love where they shit on his on his promo too. They were like. He's supposed to be the dude and fucking tofu. Tofu. (laughs) And look, I will say something about this. MJF hits grand slams. This one, kind of a single. It wasn't great. Right. That's all I was like. Yeah, they got him there. 
<laughs> I like the idea of what he's saying, where Jay White is just flavor of the month. You put him there, and that's it. It's it's only good when you add something else to it, right? Like which, yeah. I'm like, hey, that was very accurate, very great. But the tofu, the didn't tofu really just didn't. Yeah, hit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So MJF comes out and he's like, hey, you pieces of shit. And he's basically talking them down. And he's like, why would you think that I would not own up to beating up Jay White with a group of guys? He's like, I own up to all this stuff. I, yeah. I did this to Chris Jericho. I did this to uh, Cody Rhodes. Like, I don't fucking have to lie. I'm the devil. And we all know that, yeah. right? Even when he did the devil thing, he did it pretty quickly. Like, it was that hey. night. Right? <laughs> he yeah. was just like, hey. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's me, right? That's me. Yeah. Hey, you know. So he has a point. And Bullet Club Gold is like, no, we still don't believe you. Come fight us. You're a bitch. And so then they get in there. Uh, oh, uh, MJF did try to call him. I wrote it down here. What did he try to call? Oh, something about Rock Hard. Taint. Yeah. And, and Rock Hard was like, my taint is so hard. Yeah. It's Rock Hard. He's like, he's like touching his taint. He's, he's like, it's going to come out. Yeah. Being able to use taint for the rest of his career probably because of that yeah Yeah. uh so he gets so then mjf walks down to the ring he you know undresses to get ready for a fight and before he can fight him they power out of the ring and he's attacked by jay white and jay white hits the blade runner takes the belt and says see it full gear bitch because we're wrestling then and mjf says fine book it you bitch and that's the segment so we didn't talk about it but the previous week, Jay White and MJF have this little stare down promo battle. But then, as mentioned, at the end of the night, Jay White is jumped by a group of individuals, one of which is wearing the devil mask and then takes the camera down. So, Tim, gut reaction time. Who are those people? I think it's his own group is my gut reaction right now. I think he's going to be ousted. The bang bang gang will continue with rock hard, kind of leading the two dudes and maybe somebody else that they pick up or something, right? But that's my gut reaction. I think it's going to be the swerve that we're not trying to think of, right? I thought for a while maybe it's Adam Cole, right? Maybe, but, but he's kingdom. hobbling around. Maybe he's not. Maybe it's the king. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe it's the kingdom, right? Like, hey, listen, same same thing that MJF said. Like, look, he's your boy. I don't get it, but fine, right? He's got a beef. We got a beef. Fuck him. Right. So maybe, but no, I feel like, I think what we're going to in turn reveal was it was bang, bang, gang. And he's no longer the leader. Ooh, an inside job. Jay White's out. I I don't really know. So when it happened initially, I had two different thoughts. One. Yeah. It's Adam Cole in the kingdom. Cause it was very convenient that Adam Cole leaves and Jay White comes. And they just never bumped into each other, and, and Adam Cole's fine with it, right? And as MJF said, hey, if that's your friend, I'm okay with it. Kind of saying, he's a fucking generic, but I'll be fine with him, right? And so Adam Cole could be that bridge that says, let's take MJF and the kingdom, put them all together, right. right? Right. There's also the thought that it's someone completely unrelated to MJF and all just of this. Not at all, yeah. Because what I could easily see is we're doing this match in November. So we're going to lead up all to this stuff. We're going to get to the big finish of the Jay White MJF match. And it's somewhat, it's a 
I only know this because again, I saw it on social media, but there's another bullet club group out there and I forget their name, mm. probably, you know, gaggers and gangbangers. I don't know what the fuck they're called, but it's them, right? It's the David Finley and all those. And then we get collision can be the bullet club. It's going to be the fucking motorcycle gang guys. Fucking Anderson. Fucking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's they after MJF, then they can spawn or, into collision with Jay white and the other, or club members. it's CM Punk. <laughs> here's, here's, here's my thought. Okay. We'll, we'll jump a little bit ahead. Cause, uh, this is this is my thought after it happened. It was Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh. That's what Jeffrey Sills thinks. I think it could be the acclaimed. Mm. Wasn't it interesting how MJF mm. is like, man, he's like aggressively like all about me. And Max Caster is like, hey, buddy. And, you know, obviously, if you fall. Which was weird. That was yeah. creepy and rapey. Well, well, like, well, if, you, if you look at social media, he's always saying that. My boyfriend this, all that. Oh, he yeah. is. He is. But it was interesting that they threw that in there now. Because, yeah, if you're not following the social media, you don't know that. And right. the acclaimed is everybody's fucking, they're the oddities, right? Like, everybody's loving yeah. having a clap fest. And now... He's kind of rapey. I thought that was a real weird switch all of a sudden. I was like, whoa, whoa, right? And he kind of was like, wow. oh, you know, like like understood that he didn't like it, but still fucked with him anyway. It was interesting. Yeah. So I think possibly those individuals was Billy Gunn and uh, the Acclaim. Because- well, I don't think any of them was Billy Gunn because, like, they didn't make suits that size. But maybe yeah, I, I would have to. Was. Yeah, <laughs> I would have to look again. I don't even know if it was more than yeah. – three people i don't really remember the, yeah. the number yeah, but count. we could say it was whoever regardless of who it actually yeah was. exactly yeah. oh yeah of course but that was that's my hunch now is it could be the acclaimed so put a pin in that we'll find out oh somebody uh, said jeff still says it was five guys not three so there was five guys no okay well then maybe All i'm right. wrong well maybe it's the acclaimed and two others i don't know i'm kidding maybe it's the acclaimed and mjf and i don't know someone else but uh regardless that was my hunch is after that little segment yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get something. more payoff there. I'm, I'm well, we're getting something. That. We're going to either get on collision, acclaim Billy Gunn and MJF versus Bullet Club Gold or something. We're going to do something like that in a couple weeks for sure. Easy. Um, see it happening as soon as possible. Uh, okay, so we get the MJF gets beat up, and now they got the match at uh, the November pay-per-view. And then we go backstage, and Hook and Orange Cassidy are standing there, and they're eating some chips. Love that. And Orange, well, it, the thing that I loved about Orange Cassidy is he kind of showed a little bit of like disgruntledness with AEW because he goes, So yeah, Tuesday, it's going to be Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, I had the belt for 11 months. He had it for three weeks, but I guess he gets the, yeah, the rematch. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. And Hook is like, you know, being Hook in no other kind of terms, but is like, yeah, that's fucked up, you know, yeah. in, in a hook way, right? You're eating a chip, like, I don't think you should take that. And that's how it ended. It was kind of open-ended. There was no, like, Renee Paquette didn't say, like, so what's next or anything like that. It was just words into the abyss. Orange Cassidy into a heel? Can we get him disgruntled and take somebody Hell else? yes. Oh, my God. Orange Cassidy heel, I would love to just come up with so many things. Because you could easily do the orange if you don't wrestle tonight then we're gonna fire you 
cool. Lay down. No, God, we can't have you. <laughs> right, well, then what do you want? Like, just have them being that the entire time or just like walking in the middle of a tag team match, right? So like there's a hot tag and all that and he just gets in the ring and he's just kind of like, oh, just being a, a, an aloof, uh, disgruntled asshole. I would love it. Love it. But we'll see what happens. Jeffrey Sill says, I think it was Bullet Club Gold and Adam Cole under the devil mask that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking like jay white gets the boot and adam cole bay bay now runs the bang bang god that would suck that would (laughs) suck because jay white isn't good enough jay white isn't good enough he's just like again he's great as leading the bull the bang bang gang but like being the guy that we're sympathetic about the bang bang gang fighting him i don't give a shit he is great being like MJF told a lot of truths in that promo that they did uh, the previous week, but Jay white is definitely uh, the recipient of being propped up by others. Right. I don't fucking Jay white has had fine matches in AEW. I've never seen any of his um, uh, new Japan pro wrestling matches. I don't want to. Right. So all I know is new Japan or excuse me is AEW matches. They've all been fine, but he has rock hard and he has the guns and he has commentary fucking telling us Jay White's a top guy. Jay White's a top guy. Jay White's a top guy. And I'm just like, okay, but that's what I'm saying. If he leaves Bullet Club Gold now, there ain't no one talking for him and anyone can say they're the best and that just falls on deaf ears. So I hope it's not that because then his fucking career might be done in AEW. He yeah, might be Lance fine. Archer in six yeah, months. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But just speaking of Lance <laughs> Archer, Lance yeah, Archer. Yeah. This that guy. Uh, that okay, guy let's get into a tag team match. It is Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, which they think is really hitting, but I don't think is, versus Kyle Fletcher and Takeshita. And we so have a match. That Don Callis interview earlier when he was describing that match was going to happen was weird too. Like that one fell flat. This fell flat. He also said, I got somebody the same size as Takesha, which Kyle Fletcher is not the same size. He might be the same height, but definitely not well, the same size as Takesha. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the match happens. Apparently, breaking kayfabe, Sammy Guevara legitimately got a concussion at Wrestle Dream. So yeah. it was going to be Sammy. So it wasn't. So anyhow. But this match happens and it kind of paint by numbers, right? Jericho and Kenny are obviously the better, but then Takeshita can kind of cut you off here and there. And it ends with um, uh, Omega getting the one winged angel, pinning Kyle Fletcher, which Don Callis says, well, that motherfucker's out because he sucks, you know, instantly kicks him out of what could have been in the family of Don Callis. And Jericho and Kenny Omega are like, yeah, this is fun. And then what the flying fuck powerhouse Hobbs just says meat and just fucking meets everywhere. Just meet, meets meet, meet everywhere for a long time. An uncomfortable amount of time. They, he meted this guy all meeted over Meted him ever. He took a, <laughs> took a chair to Jericho's head, an unprotected chair shot yeah. from Don Callis to Kenny O'Me. Kenny, here's the thing that I want to tell you, pal. Thanks for listening. First off, really love the support. Second though, it's been less than six months and I've seen you get hit in the head really fucking hard at least twice. So maybe let's, we like you, pal. I will say this about the Don Callis family. As much as I love Don Callis and he's a criminal mastermind as we're led to believe here. 
Sammy Guevara lost the match, and then he turns on Chris Jericho. Uh, the Don Callis team loses the match, and then Powerhouse Hobbs comes out and beats them up. If you already had a plan to do the double turn and the backstab, do it before the match ends. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why right. are we doing get this the wins. now? <laughs> yeah, get the wins. It but- hits more if you cheat to win, and now we're like, oh, you devious bastard but like if they won and then you attacked him afterwards well what a yeah, okay matter? cool right yeah we'll see in the match next week we were Sore gonna loser? See anyhow yeah, yeah. Like fucking yeah but so now we have powerhouse hobbs in the don Callis family how do you feel about that i like the meat right like i like that we've got some meat now i know takesh is a big dude as we were just just talking about oh, yeah. but like you know this is more the meat presentation so yeah like he's got an enforcer now um we got to slow down, right? We can't just all of a sudden he's got 14 dudes, right? But I think we're, we've got a couple now. This will be fine. Um, but we've got to get, you know, a reason, right? Like I, I've mm-hmm. got to care about why Don Callis is, is trying to do here now. Well, I got to care why powerhouse Hobbs would, would team with him, right? Cause True. he just got out of a partnership yeah. with cutie Marshall and hated that and had to be on his own. Yeah. Why would you think just ran right into Don the Callis has game. more money or something like why? Right, yeah. yeah. Why? Why? So I need to hear why he would team with Don Callis. Also yep. why, you know, Chris Jericho was in his sights to start with. Right. And then to your point, yeah, we have Takeshita. Sammy Guevara, Powerhouse Hobbs, adjacent is Will Ospreay because he's not a full time guy, but he's still sure. there, right? Yet, yeah. So we got we got four guys, which is okay, but very similar to like when I was mentioning the Heenan family, it was Heenan going after baby faces. It just happened to be that Hercules is behind right. him this time, right? Right. Which is how it's so, felt with uh, Takeshita and yeah. Yeah, Callis. and Don Callis, right. But now we're getting to, like, characters who would never... Like, Sammy Guevara, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Takeshita do not ride together. You right. get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we're going to have to get, like, a... Yeah, no way in hell Powerhouse mo- Hobbs even likes to be in the same room as Sammy Guevara. Right. So we've got to get a mission statement. we got to get a mission statement from them that says, the reason is this, and we're going to take out them. Right? So I like it on paper... We need to, and Don Callis it's got can do potential. It, right? Yeah, it's got right. potential. And Don Callis, if he's the star, can do can't it. do that terrible. But yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see how they tie a lot of this together if they do. Definitely, definitely. All right. So uh, again, as mentioned, after this, we get the MJF in the trainer's room. One thing that I did forget to mention though is after Max Caster kind of gets shooed away, <laughs> MJF is like, "I can't take this anymore. I got to call my friend Adam Cole." Calls Adam Cole. Adam Cole don't answer. Adam yeah. Cole, don't answer. Now, this is the thing, right? Is MJF realizing, shit, this is what Adam Cole has, more than one friend. I need to like not be so reliant on him. Or does he do the, Adam, you're the only person I need in this whole fucking you know, company. Why aren't you there for me? Right? You weren't we there doing? for me. Yeah, you weren't there for me. I would have been there for you. I would have answered mm-hmm. the call for you. Um, yes. It's so, it's almost romantic relationship-like, right? The Mm -hmm. way they're playing this out, where, like, I thought we were exclusive, but I understand that maybe you're not, you know, okay, I get it, I'll support you, and, well, but when I really need you, I thought, I thought you would have been there. 
Oh, million percent. You know, this has happened in friendships as well, right? You're in this one friendship circle. One of the friends in the friendship circle starts to make friends with a different group, right? Like say you all play basketball together and then all of a sudden Steve is friends with the football team. And now you're like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, fuck those guys, right? Yeah, Yeah. they're fine, but we're the basketball team. And then Steve's like, hey, I can have more than one friend. And then you've got to go. Well, I'm kind of jealous, but I can't really be that jealous. And then who else do I hang out with? Well, there's yeah. no one else around. Fuck, you right? Hang out with Phil? Yeah. It's very relatable. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. So then uh, we get a vignette. It looks like Samoa Joe is having a bit of a character adjustment. He's going more like gangster now, I guess. Like mob boss. Mafia gangster, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah, and especially for his build and his promo abilities, 100%. Looks good in a suit. Looks great in a suit. The thing that is not his fault, and I totally understand why he's still the champion, but doesn't make sense, is when he sits there and he goes, I need to be the AEW champion. Okay, great. But you're the ROH TV champion. Like, do you not yeah. even give a shit? Like, yeah. that's the thing. If you're going to say again, I keep using mission statement, but if you're going to say, Hey, my, my vision my now is on the AW championship. Yep. Well then fucking get rid of this thing. Right. Like then fucking who cares about that? You know what I you mean? You can so, even discard it. It makes you look right. like a shit bag to be like, fuck this thing. People be like, Fine. are you kidding me? I fought for fucking years for that thing. Right. Nah, yeah. Give it to Dalton castle. Give it to those yeah. boys, you know, whatever. And, and so he literally can just hand it to one of the boys and be like, give this to your fucking guy. Fuck yeah. You. Give it to a peacock. Yeah. You assholes. And then just walk off. Um, yeah, because like if you're gonna do the I'm now a mob boss and we're taking over, well, you kind of already have power, so you kind of should have already been doing that. Eh, if maybe. nothing else, yeah, address it as such. Like I'm gonna take this power and leverage it to get that power. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah. So I like it, but that one detail. And again, it seems like another kind of story that could be bubbling up sooner rather than later. If you start to look at the ROH champions. Are these motherfuckers about to get a TV deal? You got Eddie Kingston as your heavyweight champion. You got Samoa Joe as your TV champion. You got the Young Bucks and Hangman as your trios champion. You got Athena as your women's champion. And those are some heavy hitters. I love it. I would love, I, you know, we said this a while back that like for a long time on our Christmas episodes, one of the Christmas wish lists was a viable number two. And then like the year we got it, I was like, okay, I want a viable number three. And you were like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But it was like, no, but, but like, there's still enough. There's oh, enough yeah. plays mm-hmm. where like you could go make ROH a completely different style of product that other people like, you know what I mean? Like, and you could have another third thing where other people get to work. And I don't understand why anybody would shit on this. I know there's a lot of this. WWE versus AW hate like we'll talk about it and like I think it's weird that you like WWE and that you like the product they're putting out because I just don't but that's fine if that's what you want to like fine but the people who want to like be like oh, look at the low ratings for whichever kind of like why would you fucking why are you looking for one and two why would you not want there to be multiple options for people to work at for people mm-hmm. to watch for TV Whoa. programs to, to show like why would you not want it it's so weird so yes I would love if they got like viable TV to go on and become their own brand. Yeah. Now, again, when people talk about ratings and stuff, again, we don't work for the networks, so it doesn't affect our pockets. So shut the I fuck up and just watch it. Oh, hey guys, uh, Edge's debut got a hundred people watching, and uh, John Cena uh, talked about his uh, 
baldness and that got like four million and be like guess what i was the hundred that liked edges fucking debut i don't give a shit fuck yeah. you yeah i think you, you got mindless. four million weirdos that wanted to watch that that's yeah. weird <laughs> yeah you mindless cunts i don't give a fuck go piss up a road you dipshits um so yeah uh samoa joe he's, he's got a cool gimmick uh <laughs> let's keep it moving we get tim we haven't done this in a while so we're a little rusty but oh <clears throat> It's right before the main event. Yeah, of course. Feels like home. Wait a minute. Hold on. What's the D actual? Uh, oh. Well, hold on. Okay. So, All right. Let's let's workshop this. Mm. The the main. This technically is the main event because Edge comes out and cuts a promo. So that's not a match. Mm. So this isn't Correct. technically. Right before the this main event. This is the event. final match. This is the main this event. Is the, right. This is the main event. It's time match. for the main event. Main event. <laughs> yeah. But we get our women's action yes. in the 8.30 time slot because that's where they belong. 8.30. 8.30. And we get Sky Blue comes out. And if you've noticed, they talked about how Julia Hart uh, blew mister in her face. If you notice, her makeup was a little bit darker this time. Her eyes were a little bit more five o'clock shadow-ish and you know, darker blacks around the, the pupils and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you had the debut. Here it is, Tim, of timeless Tony Storm. And she's haggard as could be. Her makeup is all types of fucked up. Looks like she just did the fucking uh, uh, walk of shame, mm-hmm. you know, after a hard night of partying. Yeah, but she's, she's still the star. Yeah, yeah, but she's yeah. still the star. Yeah. Like, and there's so much in this match that was great. My favorite, though, and I even said this because I was like, did that really happen? Right before they go to break, she says, it's time <laughs> for a titty slap. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she saw whatever cue was coming that meant it was time to go to commercial. And she called for commercial and she hit that mark. And they didn't go fast enough. Right? <laughs> and she gave that oh. to the crowd. But yeah. the camera's caught. <laughs> that is true, though. She said yeah. it's time yeah. for a commercial break. She threw it to commercial. What a yeah. Great so either little... she was early on the throwing it to commercial, or they didn't realize that they, you know, what I mean, that she was doing that, and they hovered because I don't even think we heard slap. She was just like, "It's time for a titty," and then like, they fucking went out. <laughs> it was the best thing oh. ever. Uh, Kudos to her for, like, doing that, though, right? And yeah. I need more of that. Like, if she's controlling, like, when we're cutting to break and stuff. <sighs> so, yeah. I will say I'm a little worried now. When she started doing this thing, I was like, this is great. She's lost her marbles a little bit. She's going into this I'm a 1920s debutante. Mm-hmm. But now they've leaned a little bit into the, like, she's crazy, right? Like, her makeup smeared. And it was like, ah, we're a little too aware that she's crazy, right? Like I would have dialed Mm -hmm. this back a little bit on the subtlety, but Hey, we're here now and this is where we're going. Yeah, we could, we still could course correct a little bit by saying, you know, she wasn't actually ready for her close up, And then you get a little bit more put together, right? You could do that. But I do love that idea where the timeless Tony storm is actually a fucking producer. So it's time for a break. And then, you know, she she directs as well. (laughs) Well, she does before her, uh, her, uh, finisher, she does some type of like things with her hand and they do a close up, and she stops and she like misses. She's like, Oh yeah. And then runs and does the, you know, sweet cheek music and, uh, gets the win. 
but there's so many things. Yeah, that I I agree with you. I don't want it to be. And now she's pulling her hair out in three weeks. Right. Like that's a little bit too quick. Yeah, get it. And honestly, the presentation. Yeah, her being I, delusional and thinking she's a 1920s movie star is great, but we don't yeah. need the like she can't put her own makeup on, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, I would almost have her think that she was in a time machine because her her gear was fine, but it was kind of generic. Have that have laces or a little flapper, like those 1920 flappers, right? Like get into yes. the 1920s more than just crazy, right? Like that's the, that's the detail I would work on a little bit more. Uh, but Tony Storm wins. She hits the sweet cheek music and uh, pins sky blue. Great. She's looking like a million dollars. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I don't know what she calls it. I call it sweet cheek music because yeah. of uh, Hey EW. But um, she's going to be competing on Saturday. So we're going to keep this train rolling. We're going to keep more Tony Storm. And I'm all about that. Uh, and then we go to a commercial break. And here comes the main event segment. It's not a match. It's a promo. And Adam Copeland comes out. Round this day. Right? And... and he doesn't say really anything too crazy here, right? So he says, uh, hey, hearing Adam is a fun chant, right? Because they're just chanting Adam, Adam. He's like, never heard that one before. Never That's heard cool. that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then he does the typical, wouldn't it be great I was champion? Wouldn't it be great if I wrestled all these names, right? Uh, and then he gets to the real like mm. meat of what he's here. He's like, hey, after my last match, which we all know what that was, I didn't know what to do. So I asked my kid. And my kid said, go with Uncle Jay and end your career. And as you know, or wrestling fans know, uh, Jay is Christian Cage to us. And so Edge calls out Christian and goes, get out here. We need to talk. And this is when it got good because Edge gets in Christian's face and is like, you know why I stopped you at Wrestle yeah. Dream? Because it's Sting. It's fucking Sting. You like, here's the thing that's incredible. If you take a step back, just like, high level overview uh-huh. these fucking 25 30 year veterans of the fucking Great pro wrestling dudes. industry yeah. yeah are talking about the other old guy that they watched when they were a kid yeah you know what i mean yeah. like god damn sting i love you but man that doesn't help your case out at sting. all i mean well first of all it it is impressive like sting's still out here doing it oh like, i know like damn. that but i'm saying like winning matches is like really should this motherfucker yeah, be winning no. all these matches you know yeah oh i thought that was great and i really in this moment was like okay good like i i like that they leaned right into this edge and christian thing and for mm-hmm. a second i thought i was a little worried for a second i was like no christian's too good as a heel like he can't be like you're right like Let's mm-hmm. do it, right? Like, yeah. so I, I didn't really give it too hard consideration that he was going to be in on the game, right? That he was going to fucking be like, piss off. And that's what right. we got. I'm a little worried that that's, you know, it's probably going to be fine, right? But we are going to get the Edge and Christian ride again at some point, oh, aren't we? sometime. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. The, the end game, however we get to it, is going to be a retirement match, Hardys versus Edge and Christian. Oh. And they all four fucking TLC. Yeah. And then they all fucking, you know, bloodied face, hold their hands up. And then that's how they ride. Dudley show up. Oh, I don't think Devon can do it anymore. I think he's, I think something happened. He can't go anymore. He could spine buster. If Arn Anderson can spine buster people. So true in a six man Um, TLC. He can. Yeah. Easy, easy. Uh, But what I was going to say is, so I like that. It also gave us a little bit into the Christian 
origin story, right? You cut your hair like Sting. You're just a wrestling fan like the rest of us. Like, I like that part too. Um, there was also some fun moments in there that edged through that referenced Judgment Day. If you recall, he said, hey, look, I know from personal experience, as soon as Luchasaurus and Nick uh, Wayne get all that information from you, you're dead. And that's how it happened to him that's in exactly Judgment how Day, it right? happened, yep. So I like that nod to what he was just doing over in mm-hmm. WWE. And then, yeah, now he says, hey, let's do ENC, get the titles, we're the best, let's wrestle FTR, let's wrestle Young Bucks, all that Show stuff. Him. Well, and in fact, he kind of has a point, like, th- it would take another run for them to really be in consideration of, like, greatest tag team of all time, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the other people who say greatest tag team of all time kind of had that sort of more longevity than they had right so it's it's not oh, yeah. even out of realm of canon right to say like let's show them that we're the fucking best not them exactly so um he says let's do it brother and and christian goes you know what let's hug and they're hugging and we're fucking loving it and then a line that was tweeted and posted by the ceo of aw yeah Christian then gets on the microphone in the middle of the hug and says, go fuck yourself. Yes. I don't know if I have laughed genuinely that hard on like a drop of a dime in years. I was because I wasn't anything like it wasn't. No, it wasn't like, here's why we can't do that. It was go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Pro wrestling, uh, you know, uh, storytelling would say, I'm turning on you. And Luchasaurus grabs him and chokeslams him. Or it's, you are never my friend. You know, something silly. But go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's just not what they say. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, I will say this about Christian. Like, he seems to know what the moment requires, right? And there's no line, right? After all the pouring out that Edge said... You have to be flippant, right? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just fucking, how can I, in as few words as possible, uh, fucking yeah, jack yeah, off on yeah, this and just yeah. be like, fuck And this. sting you, right? It's not yeah. a no. A no yeah, can no. be a, tell me why, let's talk about, you know, what you're thinking. A go fuck yourself gets right to the point. We're done. Yeah. This is yeah. it. We're out of here. Yeah. There's no niceties to be inferred here. <laughs> exactly. And he, he disengages the hug. He, but he walks did hug out. Him. But he did, well, hug, he did him. hug him. There's something he's like, there. He's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. He's probably thinking that like it's a lesson. Listen, yeah. I thought you were going to come out and be an asshole. You weren't. But so go fuck good yourself. on you. But <laughs> fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he disengages the hug, goes up to the ramp, and then says, Tuesday night. This is who you get to wrestle. And Luchasaurus and then Nick Wayne also walk out. And let's also talk about that real quick. Nick Wayne turns on Darby Allen at didn't WrestleDream. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see it that quick. I didn't yeah. see it like. And credit to them to do that for him to do it in front of his mom. And his mom to be like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah. My son. Yeah. That was good. cool too. Yeah. That's good. Because I was nervous when she was there. And then when he did it if they were going to go back to her and she was going to be like, oh, and it's like, okay, well now we're all in it, but that she's petrified that her son is now, you know, following this maniac man. I thought it was even cooler. Uh, he needs to so, pull yeah. the mom. <laughs> What's she that? Needs to get, he needs to pull the mom. 
Oh, have her all. Go back to like when Raven had uh, Sandman's ex-wife yes. all hanging on him, and yes. Sandman was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, and then Nick like Wayne's the little mom kid, is just yeah, like... all our Christian. <laughs> Darby Allen's like, "What the fuck is happening?" He'd be like, "You know what's happening." Yeah. <laughs> so there's the episode. Now here's the question. Not here's the question, but here's the thing that I thought after the episode was over, and this was honestly maybe the coolest thing about it is in the entire history of Edge and Christian, it has always been Edge, Christian, Mm -hmm. right? Now, when they were together, it was Edge and Christian, but it was always Edge that said, five-second photography, and then they would do the silly thing. Edge and Christian one and Edge and Christian two, and Edge was always one. Yeah, Edge was always one. This is the first storyline where they're exact equals. If not, Christian says... This is right my now, place. I've got me. two fellas ready to go to bat for yeah. me. I'm wearing a fucking title. Yeah. And you, you just got a jacket on. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, pal. Go yeah, fuck bad yourself. Haircut. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. But, and I loved how they ran into the, not ran into it, but leaned into it. Cause like I said, Tony Khan tweeted, go fuck yourself. The GF, uh, you know, go fuck yourself well, era and, and all this stuff. Here's something you don't see a whole lot in wrestling either, right? Like it, Adam Copeland, arguably one of the biggest names in pro wrestling history, came to AEW to fanfare, and he got shit on in his first right night. <laughs> like, as we close the show, he's looking like a sap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and it was great. Yeah. And it's a good story. You know, yeah, to, to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, it's not a thing where it's, hey, I'm here. Okay, cool. What's next? Let's tune in next week. It's we got to knock out a jobber or even or nothing yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going right into it. You know, this was the yep. difference, and, and I don't mean to pile on, but this is the difference between Edge and CM Punk. CM Punk comes in, Darby Allen kind of called him out, so then he's going to wrestle him, but then he just does the good guy tour until he runs into MJF, kind of Eddie Kingston, but he just does the good guy tour, right? He's just doing Powerhouse Hobbs. You want to wrestle? Okay, Penta. Okay. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, okay. And it's like, you can only fucking sing the song so many times and I don't give a shit. And, and Edge is like, nope, we're going to no, do No, they went into the biggest story they could with him. Right now. Right, because, yeah, right. we could have been like, oh, he's going to take on Kenny Omega. And we would have been like, that's neat. Dream match. Yeah. But no, this is, holy fuck, what's going to happen next? Are Edge and right. Christian going to get together? Are they going to, yeah. like, how's Christian going to beat Edge? Because it's always been Edge, right? Edge is better, right? Right? Yeah. That's right? the part. That's mm-hmm. the interesting part. So, yeah. Uh, and as mentioned, so again, that was AEW Dynamite. As mentioned, Tuesday night, Title Tuesday here in uh, yes. Independence, Missouri. Well, I'm not in Independence right now, but I will be in Independence, Missouri. We get a Tuesday night AEW Dynamite going head-to-head with NXT. And Tim, I've got the AEW card. I'll give you a second. If you want to pull up the NXT card, mm. let's just talk about it kind of, you know, yeah. we don't have to go into in depth about each thing but just kind of popcorn our thoughts on yeah. the the matchup as they say and again people have dvrs people have two screens people have two tvs they're most likely if they're hardcore fans going to be watching both at the same time and you got the sean ross saps who are doing it and then tweeting saying you know braun breaker with a big power slam mjf with a great one-liner like you know we're all going to be doing that so it is interesting, though, that they're going head-to-head because of MLB baseball. But we've got AEW Dynamite Tuesday going up against NXT. 
I'll yeah. read here. while you're well, pulling that up. Find it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for okay. it. Yeah, you let me know. I'll pull Go up on. the AEW Dynamite. So, what we've got for our title Tuesday funness, we have women's uh, women's heavyweight women's uh, championship match: Soraya versus Hikaru Shida. Which credit to Hikaru Shida, she may not get the best storylines, but she'll always give you a hard hitting match. That match oh, with yeah. Jamie Hader, good. God, that was great. That was not too long ago. That was right before Jamie got hurt. So you got Soraya versus Hikaru Shida. You got Luchasaurus versus a debuting Adam Copeland. You got Swerve Strickland versus Brian Danielson in a number one contenders match for the TNT championship. That's what I thought was interesting. Not MJF's heavyweight championship, not the international championship. You're getting a number one contenders match for christian cage's title whoever wins that that's interesting to me very interesting to me uh then you get for the international championship john moxley taking on ray phoenix i imagine we're going to probably course correct and get that title back on john moxley but again they put on a good match so it should be fun you have chris jericho taking on powerhouse hobbs which is powerhouse hobbs doesn't fucking run through jericho what are we doing like that needs to happen. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it absolutely needs to happen. And then just for funsies, I guess we're reigniting an old feud. We're getting switchblade Jay White taking on hangman Adam page hangman after losing to swerve Strickland again, saying that he's going back to the drawing board. We never really know what that means with hangman. Cause that could mean, you know, two whiskey strongs, or it could mean uh, a 5k, right? Like who knows what that means to hang. Could be, yeah. So that should be interesting. Um, and then, yeah. So here, let me pull up. I think I can find an XT. Here. I got it. Yeah. I got something here. Oh, you got it. Uh, so they're going to have Oscar versus Roxanne Perez. They're going to have Cody Rhodes delivering a major announcement. They say, whatever that is. He has uh, a title Becky- shot. That's uh, it. I bet you that's it. Hey guys. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, that heavyweight championship looks good, and I got to finish some kind of story. I bet you that's it. Fuck him. They've got this NXT Women's Breakout Tournament continuing. Becky Lynch, the NXT Women's Champion, will appear, is all they say here. And Dominic Mysterio is the North American Champion again, right? He lost it and got it back. Um, and then they've got Carmelo Hayes taking on Braun Breaker, but they're going to have Paul Heyman in Braun Breaker's corner and John Cena. In Carmelo Hayes. I'm a little interested in like why this is happening, right? Because so look, the only reason you put John Cena, Paul Heyman, and other people on this card is because you realize you're trying to downplay somebody being competition on that Tuesday, right? Like you you're like, hey, AW is gonna show up, we've got to beat him in the ratings. Have to beat him in the ratings. But I don't know why. Because like WWE, like USA isn't gonna be like, well, listen, we're not gonna carry your program anymore because somebody else went on a random night and beat you, right? Like, I don't get what the weird pride thing is. And then I don't get it because, like, John Cena's never coming back to NXT, right? Like, Paul Heyman might, for various reasons. Like, Cody Rhodes might make a stumble in there. But, like, none of this is going to be anything, right? Like, none of it's going to be a story that matters. I don't get why this is a thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing is uh, it has no substance. It feels very hollow. If, like... Paul Heyman 
is as we've been told throughout his entire uh, WWE career, he is very meticulous and very shrewd uh, when it comes to picking people he's going to corner. Right. It took yeah. a while for him to do Cesaro and him. Right. Uh, Curtis Axel was another one that kind of failed, but he like, you know, going to take a chance on it. Obviously Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Right. So for him to just be like, Oh, I'll stand in this guy's corner. It's like, well, what the fuck? Did, why? Yeah, why? Now you just cheapen yourself. Right. And th- this is, is the thing I, that I, I watched a promo this week of Braun Breaker, he's not bad. I don't no, think he needs it. Like he doesn't fine. fucking like he's like he's that's what I mean. Like he's just like he doesn't need the Paul Heyman bump here. It, it does it's just like <laughs> it's paint by numbers, because this is exactly what's gonna happen. This is exactly what's gonna happen. It's exactly what's gonna happen. We're gonna talk about it next week. I'm gonna tell you, this is what happened, and it right. just happened. We're gonna have Carmelo Hayes walk out there. We're gonna have Braun Breaker, right? All that. You're going to have John Cena with the worst acting skills of any pro wrestler ever because he's always fucking sucked. I don't care that this legacy thing now, we all love John Cena. He sucked. He's always sucked. He sucked. If you like him, you suck. You don't suck, but you suck. But he's going to go and he's going to go, hi guys. And he's going to overact in the corner when Carmelo gets a big body slam or something and go, yeah, look at that. Don't look at the balding spot. Yeah. Come on guys. Come on guys. Yeah. yeah he's right. Gonna yeah. Too Come much, on. yeah. Come on. <laughs> and then you're gonna get that fucking walrus on the other side acting like he's gonna be talking to Roman Reigns, looking at a phone, just doing this stuff the entire time, which is uninteresting because it's not gonna lead to anything. And then you're gonna get some shenanigans towards the end. John Cena rolls underneath the bottom rope, hits an AA on Braun Breaker. Carmelo Hayes gets the pin, and then Braun Breaker is going to go after John Cena sometime, and he's not going to do it because it's never going to fucking go anywhere. Cool. It's just weird to me that, like, yeah, even if you liked NXT, right? If you were like, I watch NXT every week, and you liked back in the day, you were like, I liked John Cena. Like, is this anything other than pure novelty that, like, John Cena's going to be on NXT? Like, this is what I always was upset about, folks, who were like, WWE still better than anything else. I'm like, how can you say that? Their storylines are literally, fully, actually nothing. They aren't anything. There's no actual rising action. There's no conflict. It's all surface level bullshit. Yep. Always. It's- and this feels so weird to me. I'm like, why would this even be a thought that this would work? Because it does. NXT might have their highest fucking ratings this week, oh. and I don't get why. Yeah, it's just hollow corporate stiffness. Hey, here is famous Very. person, and next to not famous person. It but feels, you should like, it, that it feels like exactly that. It's like if Pepsi were to come out with a new flavor, and they were mm-hmm. like, tomorrow we're having the Pepsi reveal. There would be 50,000 people in this fucking stadium for this new Pepsi flavor reveal. And be like, right. you could have bought it next week at the fucking gas station. Why did you nope. buy a ticket yep. to this thing? Yeah. They'll be like, because Pepsi. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, hey, guys, you have to get the new, uh, you have to get the brand new Pepsi flavor with this shitty pizza that no one likes. And so, yeah. well, I love the Pepsi flavor. So I guess I'm going to get the Gotta shitty get pizza. The pizza. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like. It and, really and, does feel like that. Yeah. Because, and look, I am a 100% a AEW fan, and that is where my allegiance, but I'll watch whatever, right? But, the difference when, because I can already hear people say like, well, what about that time Nick Gage just showed up, right? Nick Gage was in a story because he's one of the five pillars of 
MJF trying to take out Chris Jericho. That made sense. Now, it was fucking wild. It was Nick Gage, right? Like, that's the novelty, if you wanted to use that word, of like, oh, shit, it's Nick Gage, right? Yeah. But this is purely, hey, guys, I'm going to say John oh, Cena's name, and then he the shows difference up. difference there is, yeah, you could you could say, look, okay, so we gave an example. Well, you can find another shitty example that AEW did. Like, they're not, they failed at many things that mm -hmm. we talked about. But we're saying the pattern with WWE is their storylines are never anything meaningful. They, I, the bloodline is the closest thing we got to anything with depth or meaning mm -hmm. in decades, mm -hmm. and they ran that shit way too fucking long and never hit the mark. Like, and it's still fucking going for some weird reason. <laughs> like, it just, that's what I'm saying. Like, there is nothing there that isn't insulting to the intelligence of a human being is why mm -hmm. I don't understand why you still like watching it. That's what well, I mean. Like, why do I suddenly think... Braun Breaker has Paul Heyman in his corner when he never did and never will never. again. Just because he said his name. He just said just it out because, Just because TNT was forced to Tuesday, it's not like they're trying to take NXT down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, you get what I mean? Like, it's not even right. like AW decided, like, we're making a Tuesday night war. So WWE said, the fuck you are. It was, yeah. hey, we got moved one week. We don't even want to go against NXT because fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Baseball, why would we right? do that? Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and even like the randomness of saying Jay White versus Hangman next week. Well, at least they have a rivalry that dates back five years. So it makes sense why they would want to oh, fight yes, each yeah. other again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just, I don't know. It's just, I, don't know. I get it. I just, it feels like a fun party that I'm going to when I watch or go AEW. And it feels like corporate repetitive nonsense when I watch WWE. And so, no, I won't be tuning into any of this NXT thing. I don't care no. what happens over there. Just like yep. I don't care what happens over on the WWE. I know a lot of people like show the crowd shots of both shows and like WWE's had their lowest rated show recently. Mm -hmm. AEW's had their lowest recent and each side keeps wanting to like fucking point and laugh and say, that's why you suck. And I'm just like, I don't get it guys. Uh, yeah, I don't I like, like the I... thing, but I don't watch it. Like, can we leave right. it at that? I don't. Perfect point. That's a great way to wrap this up is we don't watch the other thing, but if you do, that's fine. But don't tell us our thing sucks. Like, yeah. cause, cause no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Uh, like, Take that so, opinion, give it to the peacock. Mm, you know? Yeah. Mm, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. The Spanish announce table.